0: On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford.
1: Second wind. Well, we have an interesting subject today. Because any of us living this life are going to bump up against stress. Now, it's not just stress of transition. It's just stress of living and so I'm very excited about our guest who will be talking about the stress and the and the wonderful creation that she had out of a transition that she went through. but this method, I want to talk a little bit about the method that we're going to be sharing today. It's called meditation. Have you heard of meditation? Yeah, we've all heard of meditation. It's been around for thousands of years. But I don't know about you but when I th- used to think of meditation I used to see an Asian or a Hindu or a national that nationality of person sitting on a floor with crossed legs and hands in front didn't relate to me well there's more many more benefits than sitting on the floor with your legs crossed which I could never unfold myself from that position anyway But let me tell you about why meditation has stayed around for thousands of years. Its benefits are beyond, beyond question. So the people that have meditated through the years have found the benefits to be giving peace. It quiets the soul. It is even said to connect you with your soul. And therefore provide answers that would calm you in a stressful situation, stressful life. So it's a great tool to use to experience great insights and to think of a solution to a problem without even trying. Because you're calling on the inner workings of your body in your brain, to be the answer, to bring forth those answers. So this is why it's such a transitional tool, just for daily life. Well, let me tell you about why I'm so excited that my guest today, yes, we have traveled our road together many years ago when we um, were studying, both studying with Jack Canfield. And so her name is Dina Proctor. Uh, Dina's life, she is a life and business coach and inspirational speaker and best-selling author of Madly Chasing Peace, How I Went from Hell to Happy in Nine Minutes a Day. After hitting emotional rock bottom, she quite unintentionally, created a process called three-by-three meditations, three minutes, three times a day, that enabled her to transform every aspect of her life. From weight loss and banishing addictive cravings to reconstructing relationships, this simple and yet incredibly effective method has gained the support of Jack Canfield and Dr. Bruce Lipton and is now helping thousands of others around the world improve improve their lives. Now, you can go to her website, www.madlychasingpeace.com, which we will give you again later, but to find more about Dina Proctor. Dina, welcome to the show. I am so excited that you're here with
2: us. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited, too. I love what you're creating here, and I love everything. You know, like, I just love what you're um, about in the world, and it's awesome to connect with you here, and thank you for inviting me to be part of it. Oh, yes. It's my pleasure.
1: Now, I think we probably (laughs) met in 2009. Would that be around right? It's about there. Uh, before.
2: Yeah, like probably twenty eleven because I think Was it? Yeah. But somewhere around there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I she, so Dina is just a delightful young woman and uh what she has created was kinda of, she you just kind of fell into the three by three, didn't you? The the minute mm-hmm. the way you did yeah. the created this meditation process, because most of us, when we think of meditation, we think of 30 minutes, 45 minutes of sitting there quietly, and that's overwhelming to somebody that's very new with meditation. Mm -hmm. So tell me why, tell me why you, I'm sure you didn't, when I, earlier in your 20s, you weren't meditating because you were t- struggling with life, correct? Yes,
2: yeah. yes.
1: So, do you that would you share true. that with us? <laughs> share that oh, with
2: sure, you. absolutely. Um, when I was in my 20s, and probably even before that, um, I was clinically depressed. Um, I was I grew up like a straight A student, but I always had this. I don't know, super stressful, really um, taking life very seriously. And always this tendency towards depression. And throughout my twenties, I was trying to fix that, trying to go to, you know, therapy, one-on-one therapy, group therapy, medications, experimental medications, like trying to do anything that I could find to fix this black hole inside of myself. Cause that's what it felt yeah. like emotionally it felt right. like an emotional black hole, you know? And yeah. my later twenties is when I discovered alcohol and you know, because of the desperate place I was feeling in my life, like I was trying to fix all of this, alcohol Mm -hmm. became an addiction really quickly for me. And um, I ended up suicidally addicted um, to alcohol and depressed, planning a date to take my own life. Um, At the end of 2008 is when I hit my rock bottom point. And that meditation method is really what took me out of it. But that, you know, it's such a long story, but that's just kind of the synopsis of where I was at Mm -hmm. that when in my life, I felt completely hopeless and helpless. You know, I felt like I was trying everything to fix this and it wasn't getting fixed. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a really, really rock bottom place where I was at that time.
1: So during the day, you you produced or presented to the world this very complete, all together person. And it in the evening and in really inside you, there were there was lots of um, distress going on. Is that right?
2: Yeah. Yes, it's exactly right. Even when I was drinking, I was I was drinking, you know, all day and all night, but I was hiding it. Mm-hmm. And I was hiding my stress, you know, just had this fakey, fakey, nicey, nicey, pretending to be happy on the outside while I just felt like I was dying on the inside. And I was, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in it... Many times I think we do those charades, not only with the <laughs> alcohol that you were doing with the alcohol, but I certainly found that when I was in my relation change, I, I, I played a charade for years trying to keep my act together. And I think that was probably happening with you as well. And did you know that you were in trouble? With the alcohol?
2: Well, you know, it's funny because I was probably in a huge amount, I I was definitely in denial on how bad it was because I kept thinking if I wasn't depressed, I wouldn't drink, you know, and so now I don't feel great, and so I'm drinking. And so I rationalized (laughs) why I was doing this yeah you know like yeah Yeah. that was my mind at the time and it it, the 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 mind of the denial alcoholic that's exactly where I was at the time and I remember um I went to addiction recovery so that I could see what real drunks were like so that I could feel better about my (laughs) own drinking you know I didn't even think I belonged there that's why I went so I could feel better looking at all these people whose lives were a mess because of their drinking and Joyce I remember sitting in those meetings and people would tell their stories and I'm like why does that person belong here? They don't drive drunk. Like I drive drunk just to get to work in the morning, you know, like, Oh my gosh. It was unbelievable to me. Yeah. It was unbelievable to me that there could be people that had done less quote unquote than I had you know, mm-hmm. in terms of alcohol and functionality and they belonged there and I didn't think that I did. And so that was a huge it took me several weeks to really come to grips with it, but that was a huge shift in my thinking and my opening myself up to, you know, being helped by the people in this group. Well you talk
1: about that's a really good good example of how we we work our denial around mm-hmm. Who we are. When we have a problem, we will work. Our minds are great. They work around. They make it fit. <laughs> so we don't fit in with the group. You know, we're, we're not them. They are the ones. It's so interesting. And the power of the mind, yeah. which of course, that's where your meditation process comes in. That's helping us quiet down so we can Get some space to look at that. Gosh, I, I don't know why I just thought of that. But we do. I'm, yeah. we're, we're very clever. <laughs> very <laughs> clever. <laughs> so when did you, I love in the book, because you talk about uh, dealing with your transformation going from into alcohol, um into AA, and attending your first meeting. And it's very, very um, reflective. You know, we can see ourselves, although we may not be there for alcohol, but we can see ourselves, how we change and use our minds to say, oh, maybe it's not us. Maybe these are not my peeps, <laughs> you know. Mm, so we yeah. are going to take a very short break. We will be back, and Dina will tell us more about how she came up with the three by three meditation process because it has indeed changed lives. And this may be where you, if you never meditated, never had that time to reflect, might find this a very valuable tool. So we will be back shortly
0: with more of Dina. transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
3: Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life. And yes, called in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles, Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. <laughs>
0: When the critters get restless here in the apple tree of weirdness, there's only one thing that calms them down. It's the sounds of AstronetRadio.com. It's words you've never
4: heard. The first official Fourth of July party was held at the White House in 1801. But did you know that countries other than the U.S. celebrate American Independence Day or July 4th? Denmark, Italy, Portugal, and England all have Fourth of July parties. In fact, the British celebrate their independence with Bungers and Fizz gigs, otherwise known as firecrackers, just like in America. Squib is slang for an electric match used in pyrotechnics. Our dog celebrates July 4th every year the same way by cowering under the bed. Many European celebrations take place, of course, at American military bases. I'd like to send a special thanks to all our armed forces stationed around the world for everything you do to provide freedom and independence to America. It's words and and I'm Carolyn Erland-Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second World. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Today we're visiting with Dina Proctor, who is a life coach in business, life and business coach, um, inspirational speaker, but she wrote the book, Madly Chasing Peace, How I Went from Hell to Happy. In nine minutes a day where she talks about her transition from her addiction to alcohol to help her create the life that she wanted. And she just created a whole new process for you and I who in the beginning find that meditation might be overwhelming for us because you usually hear meditation as 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And that's sometimes too much for some people. I can certainly relate to that when I began. Mm-hmm. So, Dina, <laughs> um, we you we were talking at break about th- that. The process that you li- used was a great benefit to you in making your your transition or uh, recovery or however we want to phase it phrase it, but um, oh dear, I just lost my train of thought, but anyway, <laughs> oh dear, come back, come back. But what, what I loved about it is that you took what you had and what you could do, and you created your own process. I just think that's genius, I think it's genius, um, because were were the group that you were participating in to help you acknowledge deal with alcoholism did they really encourage you to do meditation
2: well you know it was this one woman that I chose to coach me through the program who mm-hmm. said that I wasn't even ready to begin on you know the first you know, step of anything. And so her first words to me were, you know, she, just, you can't, you're, you're so far right now. You need to learn to meditate. And I remember looking at her like, really, really, I'm going to meditate and something's going to happen. Like I'm going to sit still and something's going to happen. Like, really, that's your suggestion for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. and she looked at me, Joyce, and she didn't even blink. And she just said, your way doesn't seem to be working. Why don't you try mine? And I liked that she was kind of unshakable, you know, because of her story and her drug addiction and alcohol addiction and who she was standing in front of me. was amazing. So I Mm -hmm. decided to follow her instructions. I didn't think it would work, but you know, like what?
1: She sounds like she was a pretty powerful woman. Yeah. Powerful woman.
2: She was amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. The way that she held her presence and who she is in the world is amazing. And um, for the meditation, you know, her specific instruction to me was to sit still every morning for 20 minutes and focus on my breathing. And the first few times I tried it, because that was when I was, you know, first kind of divorcing alcohol. And so my body was going through withdrawal. And so when I would sit still, all my negative, you know, suicidal thoughts would come in. My body would shake and sweat because of the physical withdrawal I was going through. And it was impossible for me to sit for longer than three minutes. Uh, You know, like I put on the timer for 20 minutes and about three minutes, just mentally and emotionally, I maxed out. And so Mm -hmm. later in the day, it would nag at me. Like all she told me to do was 20 minutes. Like, let me see if I can do 17 minutes because I did three this (laughs) morning and I'll round out the 20. And I would sit down and try to do my 17. And I would keep maxing out right about the three-minute mark. And when I told her that, she said, whatever you can do is great. Just keep it consistent. And so mm-hmm. that's what eventually evolved into what I call three-by-three three meditation, three minutes, three times a day. Um, it's those three-minute short bursts. And I've spoken to, you know, like Dr. Bruce Lipton and neuroscientists and cell biologists, mm-hmm. understanding that it doesn't take more than, you know, 20, 30 seconds for the neuro pathways to start rewiring in the brain. So these short little bursts of time can actually be, yeah, it can be extremely effective towards Mm -hmm. creating transformation in your life. I didn't know that that's what I was doing, rewiring my brain or anything like that, but Mm -hmm. that was the power of it because I wasn't just tapping into it deeply once a day. I was doing it, you know, six or seven times a day. So I could do it for, you know, 20 minutes total. And that's what was the most powerful part of my transformation. Was this um, was the meditation because that's where my my brain was literally changing rewiring itself. Right.
1: So you were taking in the beginning whatever you needed to make that switch. So you were doing maybe up to seven times so that you could quiet the brain and and get some peace. But then you settled on as you healed more and more, then you settled on three by three, correct?
2: Yes. Exactly. In the first, like, several months, probably, I don't know, six, eight, nine months, I was doing it, you know, six, seven times a day. And then it just became, you know, we, we, I like to say we nourish our bodies three times a day, let's nourish our souls three times a day. It didn't yeah. make sense. It just kind of evolved into that. You know, I just mm-hmm. wasn't as desperate, I guess I was more even keeled. And so just to maintain it and to do it three times a day was actually perfect.
1: Hmm. Well, you know, one of the mm- Biggest challenges for many people when they sit down to do meditation is quieting the mind. I mean, our minds are going 90 to nothing. They are so busy, they don't even know what it is to be quiet. So that, to me, is such a big challenge. And I can easily see that three would even be a challenge in the beginning. Yeah, for sure.
2: Yep. And I, I'm, I'm really good at helping people start with that. You know, I recommend that people start for seven days at a time and holding mm-hmm. one particular intention, you know, cause you're right. When you're going, say that you're driving down the freeway and you're doing 70 miles an hour and there's a car stopped in front of you in your lane. It's mm-hmm. really easier for you to maintain your speed and change lanes and go around the car rather than try to come to a stop. And that's why I help people to train their brain. Like, even though your mind is going 90 miles an hour, Keep it going, but focus it on something neutral. And then when you're able to make that shift into focusing on something neutral, because most of the times our mind is going fast, but focusing on negative, when we can Mm -hmm. train ourselves to focus on neutral, then we can train ourselves to be able to slow it and stop it. And so in seven days at a time with these intentions, you can gradually get yourself, you know, over the period of three or four weeks to be able to get to that place of real Um, inner quiet inner inspiration because for me it's not just quieting my mind it's where I get the direction of where my life is going you know like Mm -hmm. it's 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 a profound access to a wisdom much greater than my own
1: and does it actually how do these answers or the inner knowing come to you is it actually a download or a word or can you describe that process to us
2: it's usually for me, it's a feeling. It's kind of like a knowingness, you know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll walk somewhere and I'll just have this feeling like, Oh, that person looks interesting to me. I want to talk to them or I'll see an invitation or whatever. And I'll just feel drawn to stuff. And so mm-hmm. those things don't pop and don't light up for me unless I'm in that. I don't know. You want, might want to call it like an open mode, like a receiving mm-hmm. mode, being able mm-hmm. to be open to recognizing those things. Sometimes you could say it was a download, you know, like when I was writing my book, sometimes i would be in meditation or some people get inspiration while they're in the shower or just about to fall asleep mm-hmm. like when your mind is all in a little bit of a quiet place and you just get this stream of words that would all work together so i just grab my laptop out and write them down real quick you know notebook or whatever so sometimes it, it was you know words mm-hmm. but most of the time for me it's this just it's a feeling in my gut and mm-hmm. it's a feeling of being in the zone. And most of the time we think of being in the zone or, or being, effic- you know, effective and efficient and inspired as something that's, you know, kind of few and far between. And for me, mm-hmm. it became a real natural way of being. So we can cultivate that, uh, that, you know, place of efficiency and inspiration and creativity. Yeah. I've also
1: felt in those yeah. times that I get the message, there's a clarity about it. It's like, oh. Yep, that's what I've got to do. It's so right on as the right thing to do. You may be confused all the way up to that, but then you get that one and there's no confusion. It's called moving forward. (laughs) And it's so wonderful. Now, listening audience, I really want you to get this. Dina used this process to help her through an addiction But it is not a process that is only necessary to use then. It's a process to use every day in your life. And it will help you get clarity, move through with direction into your fuzzy, out of your fuzzy state, which could be depression if you're going through a transition because we all get that negative thinking. And so it's so important that you do not discount what we are saying here today about meditation. It's only to help the person in major transitions. It's to help with everyday life. We started off and Dina was great enough to share her transition because that was called emergency transition. Okay. We need, she needed a tool and this tool which she also perfected and and created a wonderful process for uh, many of her clients. And, I mean, she's on YouTube. You can go hear her talk. You can see how she um, delivers this wonderful message to you and I. So I'm doing a little promo here because I don't want you to discard that you are not working with addiction. You are working with normal life. But normal life is full of stress and blurry thinking. We have lots that we need to massage and change negative thinking. We need to get past our negative thinking so we can move with clarity into being our brilliant self. So I just, I felt like that needed to be shared because Dina's story is so powerful. And it helps so many people. So, anyway, I get off my little soapbox here because I really (laughs) wanted everybody to know this is for everybody. And I use meditation, and most people will have some form of meditation in their life. So, Dina, how has this changed your life? Can you say it in 30 seconds?
2: yeah, it's. I mean, there's. It's probably a shorter list to say what it hasn't changed, but it's rewired my relationship with alcohol, with food, with other human beings. It's enabled me to write a book and build a business. That met the the source of power, peace, and wisdom that I access in meditation has rewired. I would say every single one of my life areas of my life.
1: Wow, that's pretty good. You did that really well. So we are going to take a break <laughs> and we will be back sharing. Mm-hmm. Dina will be sharing more of her creativity and her knowledge with us.
0: So stay tuned. Informational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break.
3: We often ask, is that all there is? Why is this happening to me? Why am I always broke? How am I going to survive this mess? Then join Dr. Geraldine Tegeloff for Nature Spirits Speak, 7 p.m. Tuesday evenings on toginet.com. and happily shares these through Today's Note to Self on her webpage, naturespiritspeak.com. If you need help with your journey, why not connect with Geraldine during her show, Nature's Spirit Speak. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central on toginet.com.
0: Hiya, kiddies. Sergeant Mambo here reminding you, you're listening to astronetradio.com. It's merging.
4: Traditional American breakfast, including fried egg, bacon, toast, and potatoes, must seem really heavy to the rest of the world. When my husband and I were in the Amazon, our breakfast consisted of crocodile, deep-fried piranha, and bananas. I can assure you, I ate pretty lightly. For breakfast in Russia, some people enjoy a spoonful of jam in their tea. Oh, that sounds yummy. What's a word for a person who loves jam? A posiwala. What's another word for weak tea? Whack rowdy dough. Salamagundi was originally an English dish of chopped meat, anchovies, and eggs garnished with onions, lemon juice, oil, and condiments. Mornings at our house are too hectic to go to all that trouble for breakfast. I'm scrambling just to get some eggs on the table. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Way. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now, here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: Well, I want to tell you about my new book that was released earlier this year. It's called Effortless Happiness How to Find Your Voice and Finally Ask for What You Really Want. Now, how many of you out there have lost your voice? Well, I certainly did when I made my transition through divorce. And so, this is a tool that I used in helping me process and move through. Where is my voice? And so, I would like for you to get the Amazon bestseller, Effortless happiness. You can go there and get your copy order. You can go for Kindle. It's Kindle as well. And begin the process. It's like a note, a workbook that helps you find the values, your core values. So you get clarity about you. What you, how special you are. What makes you special? And those are found in our values. So please go there today. Effortless happiness. Order your book and, and begin the process to get clarity around your life. No matter where you are in your life, even making a change, not making a change, we need to know who we are so that we can focus and go toward those things that make us shine. So please go order your book today. It can make real transition in your lives. So... Thank you very much for listening to that. And we're going to go back now to talk with <laughs> Dina because Dina's process has helped millions. And she 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 wants to share with us how to begin a meditation process. Meditation is for everybody, not just transitions. It's for everyday life in helping us focus more on who we are. So, Dina, tell us how you would start a meditation and how you teach your clients to do that.
2: Yeah, sure. And, you know, it's, it's great to have a couple of starting points, too. If you've never meditated before, if you don't know, you know, where to start, how to start, I can't quiet my mind. This isn't for me. I really think that just about everybody, you know, if a suicidal alcoholic can do it. I really believe it's possible (laughs) for everybody to do it. And so I, you know, I I have a couple steps that I encourage people to start with. One I mentioned before was start with just seven days at a time. And that's so that you don't get on New Year's resolution. You know, I'm never going to eat bread again. I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to, you know, and and a couple weeks later it rolls around and, and nothing really moves. And so I like to tell people just take it one thing at a time, seven days at a time. And this way you play full out with it. So just commit to doing a practice for seven days. And if 3 by 3 resonates with you, put little reminders in your phone or in your calendar that remind you, you know, three times a day to stop and to do your short little three-minute practice now. Sometimes people, you know, three by three was born through me because I couldn't meditate for longer than that. And there may be people that really ha- that have, you know, maybe a twenty-minute practice in the morning that they love and they don't want to lose. And I say keep that. You know, your intuition will guide you better than I or any other human being ever could. So yeah. stick with it if you have something that works for you. You know, but um, mm-hmm. but even if you do have something in the morning, you know, that you really like and you want to pop another afternoon and an evening one in, you can mm-hmm. do that too. So put reminders in your um, in your phone or in your calendar. And then when you sit down to meditate, set a timer so that this way you're not kind of peeking, you know, because otherwise mm. you're not really focused. <laughs> the whole thing is about the meditation is focusing, right? Mm-hmm. So put on your timer and turn it around so you're not peeking, and you can really lose yourself in the meditation. Now, in the beginning it's sometimes hard to get to that place. You know, we were saying 90 miles an hour, sometimes it's easier to switch lanes than it is to Mm -hmm. just try to stop altogether. So you might want to start with, your mind is really crazy. You might start with what I call a neutral distraction activity. I sort of made that up, but it's a great (laughs) um, bridge to be able to get Mm -hmm. into true meditation. Mm -hmm. So a neutral distraction activity might be something like starting with a high number, like 892 and counting backwards by seven and just do that for the duration that the timer is on. And when you can do that, because what's happening is we have tens of thousands of thoughts every single day, you know, Mm 60, 80,000 thoughts, hundred thousand thoughts. I don't even know. Tens of thousands of thoughts every single day. And so Mm -hmm. when we can just for these short bursts of time, harness it into what we want to focus on and what we want to think about, we start to strengthen that muscle. So even if you're doing a counting exercise or focusing just on your breathing, feeling the breath go in and out of your body or your belly going up and down as you're breathing, maybe put a candle flame on if you don't like to shut your eyes right away and Mm -hmm. um, look for shapes in the candle flame, the way that you would look for shapes in a cloud. So for the first seven days, if you really have a crazy monkey mind, do something that is sort of a neutral distraction activity so that you can um train yourself to to focus. And the way that you can tell it's working, because this is a, a real good question. People say, mm-hmm. well, I'm kind of chanting, but I don't know if this is working. And this is something you mentioned in the break, Joyce, was the the role of emotions, like how we're really mm-hmm. knowing if we're we're kind of following, feeling right. that space. Like if it takes if it takes you a second, like say that you you're worried, you know, okay, I got to pick up my kid. I got to bring the dog and the blah and the this and this and the that. I got to get up to work. I'm running late. All right, let me sit down for my counting exercise or my meditation. And you sit mm-hmm. down and you kind of you have to start a couple times, but you get there and you kind of do it. And the bell brings you out of it, and then it takes you a second. Like, wait a minute. Oh yeah, I had all this stuff to do. What was it? Oh yeah, I got to get the dog and I got to do. It. If it <laughs> takes you a second to remember what you were so nuts so about before you mm-hmm. sat down. You've worked. Mm-hmm. You've interrupted that, you know, programming and you'll start to notice emotionally that it's a, you feel a little bit, I call it spacious. Like I feel space mm. inside of myself. I feel mm-hmm. space between my thoughts. You know, it's like, it's a relief. It's a relief. It's a, a little bit of, um, you know, relaxation, a steadiness as opposed to a frenetic energy. And it's, it can be quick, um, you know, like I was saying before, three or four weeks it might take to, to develop a habit or to really get to that place. Sometimes it doesn't have to take that long. Like I've had an emotional, um, you know, a way of releasing something that was really stressful in the period of an afternoon. You know what I mean? Really? So it doesn't have to be something that takes just, yeah, weeks and weeks to be able to get. It's really about the most important factor in our being able to realize this transformation is first of all our openness to it and second of all like our um you know our willingness to let go of our preconceived notions that we have about it because when we can be that open empty clean slate that's when we're really really open i know you know this joyce i mean like mm-hmm. you're you wrote a book and you've had amazing experiences in your life and and i'm sure you could point to like you know i knew that I was tapping into a place of inner guidance or higher wisdom or intuitive knowledge. Like there was something you had access to that was greater than your own practical, logical, reasonable mind, you know, Mm -hmm. and that space you can feel emotionally. It feels like that place of inspiration. But at first it probably just feels like a little bit of relief, a little bit of less, you know, you, you notice the absence of negative, before it Mm -hmm. starts really going into the positive. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so, so for people starting out, you know, set a timer, put reminders in your calendar or your phone, um, and then just start with like a neutral distraction activity and just commit to doing it for seven days. And after that, if it feels like, you know, I'm able to really do this, renew your practice for another seven days. And maybe you can get to the place where you're, you know, like gradually get to the place where your mind feels really still because when it's open, when it's that vacuum, that's when that, um, you know, creativity and wisdom comes and fills it up. It's already there. It's already out there. It's like Jack Canfield says, the lock is ready to open. We just have to get the right combination. And so when you hit that, it just, it it really flows through quickly and amazingly.
1: Okay. Now I'm going to play devil's advocate just a little bit here. So I'm a busy mom and I've got all this list of stuff and I'm going, I don't have time to do that. So can they switch to another part of day or is it? Do most people meditate in the morning? Um, how do you help somebody pick the time that gives them some grace? You know, some space so they don't feel yeah. so rushed. Or is it important to stay? It's a Great with question. Them?
2: Yeah, you know, um, because it, there's an old Zen saying. It says, "If you if you have time to meditate, meditate for 20 minutes. If you don't have time to meditate, meditate for an hour." You know, because the whole thing that we think we don't have time is the symptom that we need it more than other people, you know what I'm saying? So (laughs) it is important. And so the way to carve out um, little parts, because I've worked with crazy busy moms and all this, you know, one woman was a new mother and she was struggling middle of the night feedings. And she's like, really, you want me to put one more thing on my to-do list? (laughs) I said, (laughs) well, this has to be kind of the most important thing because then everything else in the to-do list falls into place, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. morning and evening are, are easier because you can, you can get up three minutes earlier or go to bed three minutes later or five minutes, and it's really not going to make a big impact on your schedule. The middle of the day one is probably the hardest one, but I will tell you that's also when your mind is the busiest. And the people that do do the middle of the day meditation have, in my experience, I see much more quick transformations, transitions and things happening in their lives that they want to happen among Mm -hmm. people that take that time in the middle of the day, because that's when the brain is, that's when your mind is at its busiest. And when I first started meditating, even coming off of this alcohol withdrawal, you know, I was in a busy job, I never went to the bathroom, I never ate lunch, like it was so crazy busy. And I just thought like, how am I, how is this even gonna, you know, it it sort of evolved that that became it's like, If I Mm -hmm. don't, when you think about it, you know, even if it is a a busy mom or something, I don't have time to eat breakfast. I'm so busy with my kids and my job and my husband and my everything. Well, I don't have time to eat lunch. By the time dinner comes, you're not good to anybody anyway. So we have to remember that we don't have anything to give to another if we don't take care of ourselves. And so this isn't something that is, you know, I'm not trying to sell you on trying to do something that you don't resonate with, but if it resonates with you and you're looking for somewhere to fit it in. Just know that you will find it that time, you know, the universe supports us. It's a, it's a, it's a benevolent universe. If we say that we want to go on vacation, every factor that we need is going to be lined up for us. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. If We say, I want to create a meditation practice. The time will be there the exact, you know, you may notice like, wow, I showed up to pick up my kids three minutes early from soccer or even 90 seconds early. Wow. I can sit in my car and do a meditation for 60 seconds or 30 seconds. So Mm -hmm. do what works for you because neuroscience has proven, you know, 20 seconds right around that mark is when things start changing. So if you don't have three minutes and you have 30 seconds, what I do know is that (laughs) if you want it, it will be shown to you, you know, like, that, that's that's a, really wanting it.
1: That's a really it. great suggestion, Dina, because we don't have an excuse, and we do have that monkey mind that's going to say, don't have time, don't have time, don't have time. So we can overcome yeah. it by, by, by putting that request out there that I want to meditate, I want to meditate. It really does happen. It really does happen. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can't not.
1: Yeah. So we're going to tunes now and we'll be back with Dina in our final segment.
0: Transformational coach, motivational and author Joyce Bukert returns after this short break.
3: If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living. With your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. Then join us for lessons in joyful living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi.
0: Hiya, kitty, Sergeant Mambo here reminding you, you're listening to
4: AstronetRadio.com. Ladies, listen up. Did you know recent studies are suggesting that women with skinny waists but sizable hips are smarter than other women? scientists at the University of Pittsburgh and the University of California gave cognitive tests to a group of 16,000 women and girls of different body types and found the women with the greatest hip to waist proportions scored higher. Hmm, I guess that would make me a walking encyclopedia Britannica. Now, hold on, that doesn't mean it's okay for us to be a powder pigeon. That's another name for a woman whose sizable hips can take up a whole supermarket aisle. Research suggests that the fat around fuller hips and thighs holds higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, which helps the brain. I'm not sure if I would rather be able to do the Sunday crossword puzzle or get into those jeans I bought 10 years ago.
3: It's
4: I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words.
0: Welcome back to this segment of Second Wave. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author, and coach, Joyce Buford.
1: We are having a great time with Dina Proctor today. And it's hard to believe that in 2008, she was dealing with with alcoholism thinking of suicide, and today her life is so fruitful, and she is a brilliant light to so many people. She has a YouTube channel. She, of course, has wonderful gifts that she's going to share with us, and I'm going to turn this over to her so she can talk about those gifts, but I want you to know the transition that happened for her can happen for you if you really want it to happen, and don't we all want to live our brilliant lives? So, Dina, tell us about what you are offering on your website for us.
2: Oh, sure. I just have three little, I, I record three-minute guided audios. And so, you know, if people are interested in downloading a couple of MP3s, they're just three, three and a half minutes. Um, they're on my website, which is my name. So, DinaProctor.com slash bonus. And if you go to that link, you can access. I think I have three of them. It's like releasing stress, and you know, just kind of like general relaxation ones. And so, anyway, it's just a nice little um, kind of bridge to get you there if you want to start with a guided audio. So they're free. Oh, You're welcome to download okay. them. Okay, it's, it's tell us the
1: the uh, where to go again. Dina Proctor oh, sure. slash it's, it's
2: my name. Yep, dinaproctor.com slash thank you bonus.
1: I like that. And it's spelled out. Thank you, bonus, right?
2: Yes, spelled out. Yes. Exactly right.
1: All right. Now, you mentioned something that there maybe someone out there is going guided. What are you talking about? Some meditations <laughs> have, do you have music? Do you have talking on this guided meditation that you do?
2: Yes, yeah, both. It's a piano music and then my voice.
1: Yeah, so that's called the guided meditation. There's also meditation with no sound, with music, just music playing. Um, so in helping you start the process, um, guided can be very helpful. So I really encourage you to go to the website and take advantage of this great gift that she is offering us. Now, you haven't talked about your book, and I think your book is is. A really good explanation of your path and how you maneuvered through your transition. So, tell us the name of that and where we can go get it.
2: Okay, sure. Be- it's called Matt, Yeah, <laughs> it's called uh, Madly Chasing Peace, and it's you know Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Um, there's iTunes. There's ebook version, uh, printed version. But I really wrote the book because when I was going through this place inside where I had so much shame, so much self-hatred, so much helplessness and hopelessness, if Mm -hmm. I knew that there was a book that I could read – Rather than, you know, having to admit what I was going through to anybody, Mm -hmm. that's what I wanted to create was like a resource um, so that somebody could kind of, and it's, it does have instructions towards the end, you know, like step by step with starting meditation, but the first Mm -hmm. like two thirds of the book are really just my story. And so you can immerse and see where all, you know, how it was all born uh, from from there. Well, It took so
1: much courage. You're right. We don't, we don't like to show the real us sometimes. And that because you took those steps of courage, you have changed so many lives. And the download of the three by three would never have been born had you not um, gone through your recovery. So um, I thank you for being so vulnerable, so available to. Those people out there that really need to hear your story so they can make their transition in their lives. So, um, anyway, thank you. But let's talk about mm-hmm. another area in uh, meditation, and it's visualizing versus allowing. Now, you may have to explain some of that to us.
2: Oh, sure. I, you know, it's funny because not that long ago, I did a YouTube video on this exact topic um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people say, well, should I just allow, should I just kind of relax and let the universe or God, you know, guide my path or should I visualize and should I picture exactly what I want and the house I'm going to be in and the color of my husband's eyes and all this stuff. <laughs> and, you know, it it's, it, to me, there's, the the visualization is extremely powerful if you are in a really positive place. If you Mm -hmm. are in any place that feels neutral, slightly negative or negative, I would go with straight allowing. You know, like look at my, if you would have told me, you know, six, seven, eight years ago, Oh, Dina, you're going to, you know, you're going to leave your safe and steady day job behind. You're going to be an entrepreneur. You're going to tell everybody in the world that you were a drunk and a thief and a liar, and you're going to be comfortable speaking on stage. I would have said, I don't even want that. You know, that (laughs) I don't even want. So for me, it was like allowing and I was able to be shown that this is a life that I'm living. That is so much more amazing than what I could have even guessed I would have wanted. So (laughs) You don't have to visualize in order to end up in an amazing place doing things you love. But visualization can be really powerful. Like, for example, when I had high cholesterol, I had high cholesterol readings for, I don't know, six, seven, eight, ten years in a row. And I did a really powerful visualization for three weeks. And when I went to the doctor, um, I, my cholesterol was normal for the first time in that many years and down 50 points from the previous year's reading. And I used wow. a very powerful visualization to be able to accomplish that. Yeah. But I was feeling open. I was feeling really good. It wasn't a place of trying to make something happen. It just felt Mm -hmm. really playful and really, um, you know, it was deep, but a place of like openness and curiosity rather than a place of, okay, I have to visualize this million dollars because otherwise I can't pay my bills and my dreams aren't going to come true. If you feel anxiety about it or stress about it, more about the allowing. But if you Mm -hmm. feel really good and you feel like you have an inspired visualization, that's the time you can, that that would be extremely effective for you
1: now is your process still the three by three or what does your day look like for meditation because you've grown you know, I mean you're, you're an adult yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> you're an expert it's true so well, no, what does your, your day look like as far as your meditation now would you so share that as with of
2: now I yeah of course I'd be so happy to um as of now it's funny because I just reconnected with the woman who originally helped me save my life and um oh, she is helping me to yeah and she's actually coaching me again right now it's amazing she's different <laughs> different we're just you know it's like a completely different process than what we were doing the first time but anyway she has me in a place where I'm in this you know prayer meditation time and because sometimes because I'm so good at meditating and I teach it it becomes Mm -hmm. it loses a little bit of its freshness and so Mm -hmm. she has me in a place of you know like leaving the timer to the side you know not really doing that and just seeing what comes up during meditation so it's a Mm -hmm. lot less structured than where I was going with it so and and I just you know tell people how to use three by three I'm not trying to undo that because it's extremely powerful but what I am saying you know like it's for me, personally, it's a little bit of a plateau place, and I want mm-hmm. to have that freshness about it again. So I'm exploring it as if I've never meditated before, and that's where I'm at personally in my life. But yeah, so but three <laughs> times a day for sure, but I just mm-hmm. don't have the time part right now. <laughs> right.
1: Well, you know, that's important for all of us to realize that as we grow, we progress, we become more um comfortable with the process, everything becomes normal, and we do need to add new life to it to keep us reaching higher always to achieve more, to grow more, and to expand more. So, yeah, it makes sense that you would need a new challenge, a new new world to reach for because you've accomplished so many I wanted to add in, look at all the people that you've met I mean, Jack and and um oh, Dr. what's Dr. let's see, what's his name? Dr. Oh, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce,
2: let's Dr. Yeah. Bruce
1: yeah, Bruce, yeah so really, really yeah. a fun life you've had there, lady and it's just starting <laughs> because she's young, you're young yeah. now you're on your YouTube you do that uh, that's another important way for people to get access to you because you're talking about like are labels limiting or can they be freeing do negative thoughts create negative things feeling strained while meditating you have lots of topics and so this is a great way for you all to Stay connected to Dina's work and also just good information. So do you do this is this do you do weekly monthly add to your YouTube channel?
2: Right now I'm in um, I don't really have a plan, but I've been inspired to do weekly videos. So right now I'm in a in a real zone of doing weekly. Yeah, it's so fun because you know questions <laughs> come up or I think of these inspired things and I just want to share them. If I'm thinking of it, maybe it would help somebody else. You know.
1: Right. I think the one that the first the most current maybe our labels limiting, and I thought that was a really good one. And that probably came to you in the shower. <laughs> That
2: yes, types. I know because my hair is still wet in that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like your
1: new hairstyle anyway.
2: <laughs> thank <But> you.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you will see how delightful she is. So, Dina, I I can't thank you enough for giving us your time to share with my listeners. Um, they, I know they're walking away with valuable information, a tool that they can put into their everyday life. So I can't um, thank you enough. It's been fun as usual to be with you.
2: Oh, it is fun. It is, it's is—it's so my pleasure. And I always love sharing space with you too, Joy. Thank you for thinking to invite me. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we'll have Dina back. <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> so, but you can continue. <laughs> I learning. love it. Yeah, you can continue learning by going to Dina's website, which is www.madlychasingpeace.com. And there you can connect with her on all different levels and kind of get to know her better. And then she has a Facebook, of course, that you can go to and sign up for. Uh, So I hope you will stay connected. This is a tool that we've talked today that can change your life today. You can go in there today and start your three-minute meditation. But do go and pick up on the dinaproctor.com thank you bonus. I will, so I can get that bonus as well. So, again, I thank you for being here. My hope is that everybody would take what I am able to bring you and put it into your life. Use the things that speak to you. And this is one I hope everybody walks away with. So as usual, I thank you for being here with me today. It really has been fun. Next week, I'll be back.
0: Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time